Hello and welcome to this week's episode of You've Got Mail. I'm your host Bella and today is the 5th of January which is kind of exciting. I can't believe we're already in 2022. It's kind of mad. Guys it's been a long time. A very very long time. I thought I was going to get back into it last time I recorded an episode but then I realised I picked the worst possible time to start trying to be like super productive and everything because Christmas started and parties started and everyone came home and I was like mmm... This was not the right time, but the new year is here. And now I'm going to try and do an episode every week. I'm I'm manifesting this. It has to happen. I feel like I can do it. It's not that much to ask for, is it? No, no, not really. So I'm thinking of releasing a new episode every Sunday. So if you see me stopping doing this, please message me because that is not okay. This is my New Year's resolution. I've got to stick with it. So let's do a little life recap. Christmas was lovely. It was a really, really nice Christmas this time. I thought it was going to be, I thought it'd feel really festive because I wasn't at uni. So I was at home. So I felt like I could do all these Christmassy things. But in actuality, I was working in retail in Christmas, which is potentially the worst place you can possibly work at Christmas. Well, it's definitely not, but you literally see the worst and the best of people. It's a traumatic experience. So I have been working a lot and a lot, which is good because money, we've got to think about that. And also it kind of, it helped me pass the time. And I feel like in the days between Christmas and New Year, like I said, it's kind of like that. You don't know where you are. So it was nice to have a bit of routine and knowing where I was going. I am sorry. I know my voice sounds horrible. It's just, I think I'm on the edge of an illness, like very tiptoeing near it. Not quite there yet, but kind of like we're getting there. We're we're edging closer and closer each coming day. So I'm thinking Saturday it's going to be its peak. So I was like, record this now and then hopefully it's not going to get any worse. Oh my God, yesterday at work, someone spilt milk around the entire store. This is a total sidetrack story, but I feel like I need to tell everyone about it because it was traumatic. Someone told me at the start of the shop and I followed this milk trail around the entire entire store and it is a big store like huge massive supermarket size okay so this is just your little public service announcement if you think you might be spilling something please notice please please notice because following you around the entire store cleaning up was not they spent so long at the crisp section there was such a big puddle of milk there it was not the one oh other good news i have finished my personal statement i finished it last night i know guys i am a month later than planned But I think it's done. I think it's finally, finally finished. I need to still write my CV. So yes, the master's application is still underway. I'm hoping maybe to be sending my application this week, which is mad. That is so exciting. I'll be so excited to get get it off my head now and not having to think about that. I feel like that'll make me have a lot more space for the podcast because I was getting so stressed out about this application. I think it is stressful because people ask you like, what's your plan and where are you going and what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, I'm going to London to study this. But I haven't actually been accepted onto that. And I would like... I'm kind of anxious about what, like, not that it's not going to happen, I'm not going to think about that, but if it didn't, then I'd have to be like, oh, no, sorry, not doing that anymore, a little change of plan, but that's fine. As soon as this week's over, hopefully I'll have sent it off, and that's exciting, I'm so excited. So, this episode, I feel like it needed to be, I wanted to do about some other little things that I had a lot, I have a lot of topics I want to chat about, but... Felt like this topic needed to be about 2021 moving into 2022, even if just solely for the reason for us to have something to look back onto, so that in a year when I record that episode, then I can look back on this one. I didn't like, I wanted it to be something else, but I was like, if I don't do this episode now, 
I don't think I'm going to ever do it. So, so this is your little service announcement. Go and sit down, get comfortable, get a journal or even your phone. I found I've really been enjoying just typing my journal at the moment, just on Notion or on my notes app. Either or, I really enjoy doing that. So just get something where you feel comfortable writing it down and sit down. And I'm going to give you two seconds. Five. Five seconds. Five seconds, a bit more fine. Five, four, three, two... Okay, we're starting. I feel like the best way to look back on 2021 is by asking yourself questions so that you reflect on it, but also reflecting in a more of a creative way. So if you had to give your 2021 a word, just a one word or like a sentence or a feeling, what would the word be? I don't know what mine, I think mine would be change or maybe like completion because I finished my degree last year and that was like a massive thing for me because it had taken, it had been the culmination of so many years of studying and academia and it was kind of weird but I finished it in a very weird time point in my life. But when I think back to like everything I've done, I think it is complete, like completion or maybe like full circle, it was like a real full circle moment to be able to like get that first class degree, working in the laboratories, working in the COVID testing centres, kind of commuting, I forgot I did that that's so cool I forgot I worked in the COVID labs but yeah but then as well as that I think it was a lot of new beginnings and a lot of new exciting things that happened I went to my first festivals I got a few new jobs I started kind of thinking about my next stage which was very exciting so I think full circle is a nice one because I feel like this year like a circle ended for me and a new one started does that make sense I feel like this was the year where I kind of changed phases and then this is why I'm so excited about 2022 because I feel like 2022 is the year where like the cycle gets going do you know what I mean like I'll actually be moving to London I'll actually be going traveling I'll be doing these things whereas last year was kind of like the I finished so many things so I'm just starting now we're about to kind of like get into the proper next cycle oh, I'm so excited but yeah I think full circle is a nice one for me for 2021 2020, 2021 what was that <laughs> Okay, but what's yours? What was your word? Sit for a little moment and have a think about it. What, when you just think about everything you've done, what is the commonality between it all? What is the thing that kind of draws everything together, would you say? Once you've done this, I think it's really interesting then to think about what you're proud of yourself for, not what you achieved. I think sometimes by saying what you achieved, I see it as quite like an easy way out. Like it's just... I can really, I'll just be like, quick, 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 not really think about it. Oh yeah, I did that and that and that. And I don't really dig deeper. I don't really reflect on the year in a beneficial way. So what are you proud of yourself for? I think this year I'm really proud of myself. Oh, a key part in all of this, I'm not looking at my journal or anything like that. I want to do this based on solely my mindset now. Like not looking back about what I thought. That's coming later. Just about what I think right now in this moment. So I think what I'm proudest of myself for I feel like I worked really hard this year. I was really determined to do well and it ended up being good. Like I remember throughout all of my degree, like the end parts, I was leaving Louis' house at like 7am, coming, studying. And I also, throughout all of it, I managed to incorporate fitness in a healthy way. And I've not done that before. I've always had quite like either really intensive relationship with fitness or kind of more a nothing relationship. Like it just wasn't there. And I feel like this year I got really into the gym and I'm proud of myself for getting into that. I'm excited in 2022 to create more of like a healthy lifestyle around the gym. Does that make sense? Kind of doing a few different types of workouts. I think I'm a bit 
stuck in my ways at the moment, just always doing like strength training and stuff like that, which does good results. But I think I want to think about a more mindful way of going into 2022 using this. And I think incorporating more like yoga exercises, Pilates into it and seeing it as not all an all or nothing type thing would be really healthy for my mindset. But that's a side note. I think I'm also really proud of myself for starting to like putting myself out there. I've not I'm not naturally a very confident person, I would say. I'd say I can be quite unsure of myself, unsure of like my friends, that type of thing. Well, not unsure of them, but I mean quite doubtful. I have a lot of self-doubt about myself. And I think this year I started to become a lot more confident in myself and know myself more and be kind of proud of who I am. And I'm proud of myself for that. Does that make sense? I'm proud of myself for starting to appreciate who I am and not being ashamed of it anymore. I don't know why people get ashamed of who they are because nothing really set it off, nothing happened, but it definitely was a thing in the back of my mind. And I know, I think kind of connected to that is how much more comfortable I am now spending time on my own. And I think that's exciting because it's something that I've always wanted to do but never been doing. That's a thing I want to carry on into 2022 and kind of make more of a conscious effort about. I want to take myself on a solo date each week. I don't know if I'll manage it, but I'm hoping I will. I've managed to cut some of my hours at work. So I'm hoping to kind of like spend that time wisely, if that makes sense. So I think that's an exciting thing. Whilst I'm doing this, I know I'm talking like reflecting, but I also think it leads really nicely into like what you want to do next year and how you want to carry that on. And I like kind of doing like the back and then forward questions in one go, because I think whilst it's at the forefront of your mind, it's easier to write about, so much easier to write about. Okay, next question. What did you witness? What did you see this year that was like a big moment for you or a big thing that happened? Like, What are your key memories of this year? I think that's exciting. Because sometimes when you forget to write them down, you forget what happened. You forget the little minute details of what happened. This is something that I want to start doing, actually, is like, I want to write a book and every, like, you know when you have special days or like days where you're like, that was an incredible day. I want to write it down in this book and then I'll have this book filled with memories. Then when I'm old and alone in my little house or something, I'll have this book to look back on. I think that'll be really special. Okay, I need to go into town today. That's what I need to do. But side note, what did you witness? I think one of my biggest things for this year is I feel like I really witnessed my little sister growing up. I feel like I really watched her transition from being more of a teenage, no, being a child, a kid, into being a teenager, which was really lovely. It is strange, I think, because when you have siblings, you kind of, because you're at a different age to them, obviously I'm the eldest, you watch them grow up and you watch them go through these key life stages. But when you're with your friends, you don't notice it because you're going through it as well. You can't watch it from a detached perspective. Whereas I think with your siblings, you more can because you are more detached from their age groups. So I think it is, it does make you realise how time is passing. I think quite often when you get into being an adult, sometimes the years can just go and go and go and go because you don't physically change as much anymore. Your face doesn't change, you don't get taller. I know it does, but like not as much as in puberty. I think that's a really interesting thing. I think it makes the year much more significant and special when you see the year in the context of not just yourself, but others. I think about amazing things that my friends have done. I think about people who've gone travelling on their own. I think about starting their degrees, working hard. I just think it makes it more special. Like, I'm so proud of what everyone's done. So many of my friends have done great things this year, and it's exciting. I think it's nice to look back on the year, not just the context of yourself. 
to have a little list now and write down like what nice things happened to other people this year that just makes you happy and my dad got a new job and that's made me so happy it's just little things like that really isn't it okay next question next thing okay what made you happiest this year Hmm. I think, I wrote about this on my Instagram actually, I think the moments that made me happiest were the times when I was most unplanned or when I was not allowed to have a plan. For example, at festivals, I was so happy at Creamfields, so happy. I have not felt that level of happiness. It was incredible. I felt so like happy and full in the moment and present and like nothing was going bad. And I wasn't thinking about a few weeks in advance. I wasn't thinking about work. I wasn't thinking about anything. And it really showed me that when I'm happiest, it's when I'm present in the moment. It's when I'm not thinking about anything else. It's when I'm fully immersing myself in that experience. And I know that sounds obvious. I know that probably is obvious. But it's a hard thing to incorporate into your life when you're not used to incorporating it into your life. And so that's what I've got to try next year. I think I've got to schedule more downtime to allow those moments to happen. I think I'm so, sometimes I think I'm so obsessed with productivity and wanting to grow and be a good person and like be more self-aware and there's all these books I have to read and stuff I have to do, I have to journal, I have to meditate, blah, 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 blah. blah. Rather than seeing it as an enjoyable process, sometimes I see it as a tick list, as if once you complete that tick list, then you're a good, like then you're like morally, like not morally better, but like in my head, I feel better about myself which makes no sense because ultimately these things are meant to make you feel better. It doesn't make sense. So I think that's why I need to take more of a regime out of it and be more spontaneous and kind of see it as a journey rather than an end point. Do you know what I mean? Rather than in the day, it's a start and end. See, it's more of like an ongoing journey. It doesn't really ever end. It's just things you can do to incorporate into your life to make it better. Does that make sense? So yeah, one of my big things for next year is kind of slowing down a little bit in the sense of giving myself more time, I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do that evening, but I'll pick it when I get there. I'll decide when I get there and that's exciting and it's okay not to have a plan. I think I need to stop associating anxiety with there being a lack of plan because that's kind of toxic a little bit, isn't it? Uh, we don't like that. I think as well that'll help me be more present in the moment. Obviously, I am going to try and carry on with this new morning routine because I think it is good for you. I'm trying to do at the moment these like wellness tick lists each day. She's like, I'm trying to meditate more because I think that's such a proven thing to help yourself. And I've always reacted well with meditation, but I've never fully committed to it. I've just done it when I'm stressed. And I think I need to start incorporating that more. So rather than it being a reaction when I'm stressed, I do it. It needs to be more of a constant reaction so I get never get stressed. Does that make sense? I think, though, when you're looking back on the year, it's really easy to see it like a highlights reel and have rose-tinted glasses and to pretend that it was all fine and easy and it all worked out perfectly. But I think it's also important to reflect on your darker moments. What were moments that happened where you were like, you know what, this isn't that great, actually. I'm kind of struggling a little bit. And it's important to know these moments where you were struggling, to kind of know what was making you struggle so you don't put that back, so you don't put yourself back into that situation again. I think some of my darkest moments like when I was finishing my dissertation and I had all my exams coming I was close I was a nervous wreck I was crying every day every single day without fail I was literally crying I remember sitting outside on the patio I was just sat there 
And I was twirling this ribosome and I was just twirling it and twirling it on my laptop because I did a structural biology dissertation. So it was all on the translocation of tRNA. It was some top tier stuff. But no, actually, it was quite interesting if you're interested in that. But I had to turn the ribosome, which is at atomic level, so tiny, tiny, tiny particles and look and play spot the difference. And I played spot the difference for three days trying to find this one thing. This one tiny thing. It was borderline traumatic, but I was so stressed and I was not sleeping. Some of my exams, I didn't finish till four in the morning. Bear in mind, they came out at 9am and I didn't finish them till four in the morning. And it's this constant stress that I put myself under for perfection. It's this need to be perfect that I then make myself do all these things that really badly affect my mental health and I need to stop. That's why I think I need to incorporate meditation and be calmer and stuff because if I'm about to go into this master's, I cannot be like that because it wasn't healthy. And I think one of the only ways I coped was with being at home because I had my family around me and my comforts around me. Does that make sense? Like, Louis was here. It was nice. I had my friends all here. I had my own room here. It was all, like, my nice comforts that if I was feeling sad, they'd make me happy were already here. And then this time, I'll be in London on my own. So I need to be able to sort myself out on my own so I think that's a big thing for next year on top of this um like the danger of the stress I put myself under for perfection I also think moments like dark boredom I think boredom when working there's been two points this year where I have been so bored at work you know when you're at work like you're questioning like uh, is this actually worth it is this actually worth it? Why do I even need this money? What do I need it for? What's even the point? I remember working when I was working as a cleaner and I was just like, this is so boring. I he- hats off to anyone who does that job because it's so monotonous. The same thing over and over and over and over again. And it's just, it's not the one. It wasn't for me anyway. I just did not enjoy it. And I think that kind of that's happened recently as well I think I was working too many hours I was getting too tired I didn't want to be I was spending too much time at work and it was making me really sad and I think that those two experiences have shown me the danger of monotony like the danger of not having an end point in sight or in mind and this doesn't always have to be a kind of you know what you're doing is your next plan but it has to be a if you're working a job which you don't love you have to know why you're doing it you have to have those motivations And for quite a long time, I didn't have any motivations behind why I was doing it. In some, I was doing it for the festivals and that was fine. But the festivals had been and gone and they were far away or there was nothing really coming. I was like, why am I doing this? And then recently I was like, I haven't even got onto the Masters yet, but blah, blah, blah. Being so negative about anything. And then I made myself a little Pinterest mood board about everything I want to do this year. And I was like, this is why we're working. We're working to fund this experience. And that's exciting. And you have to work for that. So I think that's a big thing that I've learned as well. The importance of kind of positive, like talking about the things that are coming in the future. This is a thing that I've started doing, actually, which has helped with this. I don't know if any of you follow her. She's called Shelby on Instagram, but it's S-S-H-E-L-B-Y. She has an incredible Instagram account. I'm obsessed with her. But her Instagram account, like she said that she does this thing each morning where she writes out her goals and it, I started doing this and I've really noticed such a massive positive change because it's made me kind of feel a lot more motivated about what I'm doing. So I put like short term goals on there, like finish my personal statement. 
with like massive long-term goals up there, like moving to London and going solo traveling, massive big goals, also little smaller goals. And I think the nice mixture of the two, it makes you feel motivated because it kind of puts in perspective that you're not just doing it for this week, you're doing this for the long term. So that's been a really helpful little thing. Okay. Oh God, now we're going to do the deep dive into the journal. So at the beginning of each year, I always do this thing. I haven't done it yet. I am going to do it. Um, where I reflect on the year. And this was the year, 2021 was the year I got really into kind of like journaling, manifesting, goal setting, kind of up-leveling. I don't know what you call it. Maybe self-awareness. I don't know really what it is. So I decided at the start of the year, I would, you know... Do a big reflection thing. And it's five pages long. It is lengthy, lengthy. So my goals for this year... Holiday to Bali. That did not happen. That did not happen. Oh, no. I didn't go to Paris either. But I think I did get better at social media, which is good. I did get my master's. I Well, I didn't, but I'm getting there. I did get a first-class degree, which is exciting. I did save the amount of money that I wanted to save and get a job. That's exciting. And I think I do have a better sense of myself now. So you know what? Maybe I did. I did do this. I did do quite a few little things that I wanted to do. I did this thing last year in 2022. It was like big moments of 2020. Big moments of 2020. And it was like moments that were really influential and I really enjoyed doing that. And it's really nice to look back on. I know I said this earlier about the book that I want to make with all like these big memories in them. But I think it's nice each year to have, there's only 10 or so on there. And it's like a funny little word that like springs a memory up, which is nice. I think going into 2021, so this is what I said. Three words summing up your intentions for 2021. I said spontaneous achievement, gratitude and pride. You know what? I think I got achievement. I think I did that. I think I quite achieved quite a lot this year and I'm really proud of myself for it. And I think I have become a lot more grateful. I've become a lot more intentional about what I want to do and a lot more aware of everything that goes on around me. I think beforehand I was quite unaware of what went on, whereas this now I feel a lot more aware. So that's good. Spontaneous. I think... I'm trying to be more spontaneous. I think this is always going to be an issue I'm going to have because I'm quite a control freak. I like things done a certain way, which is a flaw because it's not healthy. This is why I don't think I could share this page with someone because I'm too much of a control freak, which is bad. It's a bad thing on my behalf. I said from 2020... Okay, I said I wanted to go on three adventures. I wanted to wake up to the sunrise. I did do that. I wanted to go abroad with my friend. Well, you know what? That didn't happen because COVID came back. So we can't, we, can't, we can't say anything about that. But we did go to festivals this year in England. And that was really, really incredible. From 2021... Oh, this is going to be embarrassing. So I'd put, from 2021, I'd like to feel more alive. I want to get a first in my degree. I want to surround myself with beautiful friendships and to carry on making memories. I did get the first class degree. That's exciting. And I did make so many incredible friends this year. And I feel like I've really curated a lovely group of people around me now. And I'm so excited for that to increase over this next year. I feel like when I get out of Scarborough, it'll be so lovely to meet so many new types of people. And I'm so excited for that. Okay, then I put, 
This next year, I want to learn how to balance studying and having a life. I want to learn how to have proper moments and practicing gratitude in my everyday life. I want to make time for me. I think this is true. And I think I did manage to balance it. I managed to learn to see, because beforehand you've got to appreciate when I was studying, I would literally not see anyone. I would be full on isolation. This is it, I'm doing this now. Whereas this year, I really managed to make sure that I was still seeing my friends. I was still seeing Louis. I made time for myself in the evenings. And I was stressed and I probably didn't make enough time for it, but I did make some time. And that's still a positive change, I think. Oh, this is a nice thing that I did. So at the end of 2020, 2020, I did a chapter title. And the end chapter side title for 2020 was the year that I realised what I'm able to achieve, how far I can push myself and how strong I am. If anyone who knows me is listening to this podcast, please never mention this podcast ever to me ever again. I can't believe I'm actually just fully reading my journal out loud, but it's happening. It's happening. It's happened. So we're going on with it. Okay. My chapter title for 2021 was the year I achieved my potential, stopped caring about what other people think and created some more incredible memories. Ooh, I think I did, you know, I got some exciting things this year. I nearly moved to Edinburgh. That was mad. I feel like you also have to think about how your life could have been a bit different this year. I nearly moved to Edinburgh. Imagine if I'd have moved to Edinburgh. Crazy. Oh, I left myself some questions. What do you now want? I think I now want... I'm excited for the next year. I think I now want adventure. I want exciting and I want different and I want to move to London. I want to go on safari. This is my big goal at the moment. I want to go on a safari so badly, so badly. I can't even explain it. So what I am manifesting for this year, get accepted onto the master's course, move to London, go on a safari, go solo travelling in Eastern Europe, potentially. I also want to go to Croatia and Greece and Italy because I just love those countries. But I want to go to Eastern Europe because I've never been there before and I'm excited about it. I also want to save enough money so I can go. I'm saying this all out loud. And... I want to move into a new place and I want to start my master's, but I've already said that. And I want to make so many new friends. That's my big thing. I want to meet so many new people. Okay, so what are your manifestations for next year? Well, this year, actually. What are the things you want to achieve? Like big goals that you have, exciting things, big ones. I want to know, okay? Have a moment now and write them down. I also want to do more constant up leveling things I think I want to achieve although those are big goals that I have I think they're more like tick listy do you know what I mean not tick listy but more like one-off things I want to constantly grow this year so I kind of call these like my constantly up leveling goals and I think last year I really got into working out and being healthy but I don't think I ate the healthiest so I think I'm trying to and I'm not talking like calorie counting or anything like that because that is incredibly toxic I want to talk about more nourishing like I want to eat really good food that I know is good for my body I want to have more vitamins more protein more thinking about food in terms of kind of little nice stuff you can give your body to make it feel better I also want to stick with my skincare routine as you guys know I work on a skincare counter so I spend my entire day planning what I'm going to buy at the end of the day so I need to stop doing that stick with my routine and see if it helps because I think it will, I think it is, and I'm excited about it. I'm going to do a full episode on skincare because I know too much about it and it's kind of sad at this point. (laughs) 
I'm also going to try and write my goals each morning, like I said earlier, and stick to a good morning routine. I find a morning routine really tricky when I'm at work because it starts so early, but I think that'll help with having a good bedtime routine, like going to sleep earlier, waking up earlier, kind of working out your day like that, if that makes sense. And so, oh, I also want to reduce my phone usage. That's a big thing. I want to try and cut down on my phone with mindless scrolling. I only want to do beneficial things on my phone. And I also want to either listen to a bit of a podcast or read a bit every day. That's it. Not too many things then. Just a small amount. Just a small little thing. I think it's exciting on top of your big goals to have bucket list moments. What are bucket list memories you want to have this year that is going to be like, wow, I did that. One of mine, this is so simple and easy, but I want to be living in London, staying in a flat... I want to walk to the Sunday flower market in London and go buy flowers and come back to my flat, which I'm living in. And that is it. That's one of my bucket list memories for the year. And I hope it happens. There's definitely more, but I can't think of anything else right now. I just know that's something I really, really want to happen. I'm excited. But I think this probably wraps up the end of this episode. We're verging on 30 minutes now. And if you've made it, thank you thank you for listening make sure you're following me on instagram you got mail underscore pod i post on there pretty much every day <laughs> you might get annoyed with me no you won't you'll love me really but the next podcast though this is coming out on sunday next week's podcast will be hopefully coming out next sunday as well fingers crossed make sure you do follow me on my instagram account because i'm going to be asking for question boxes for any questions that you have and so that we can interact a little bit more I hope you have a lovely week and that you've enjoyed this episode and have some idea about where you want the next year to take you. I think if you kind of do this, it's really nice to look back on, especially in a few years time. I think that's when it's nicest to look back on. I look back at some of my journals and diaries and things I've written from four or five years ago. And then you can see a real shift in your headspace because you're so far removed from it. So I think that's a really lovely thing to do. I hope you have a lovely week and I'll see you later. Bye.